yes. How you put the poison pill in there, bitch? It's nothing personal for me. It's just business. The streets of Baltimore, on the streets of Detroit, during the, the 60s in New York City. Immediately within it, you are going to get those people whose differences are not being articulated, which is right us. So. Expecting any backlash? Oh, I'm already getting it. Oh, yeah. How does that feel? <laughs> it's the motherfucking old man, also known as a little tanky that could, also known as a wildest motherfucker in the hood, also known as a wish a little motherfucker would what? Gang, gang. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Exit the Matrix. It's Keita Marshall, back for another week. We, we've been talking shit all day. I mean, that's kind of how we live our lives, though. No. <laughs> it's really true. I never let up with the love, either. I feel like that's another thing. So, anyway, I have to cough really badly. So just It looks you like... Your cough isn't going to let up, nor is the uh, impeachment proceeding, yeah, which we, is not really an impeachment proceeding. Let's enter the matrix. Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something. What you know you can't explain, but you feel it, that there's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there. Like a splinter in your mind. So, um, you know, everyone knows right now that uh, old Donnie Che, a.k.a. Air Cheeto, um, has an in- impeachment inquiry that is uh, out against him by the good old Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And uh, I-, I remember a couple weeks ago we were talking about, like, the percentages that, like, it would actually be something. Mm-hmm. I feel like those numbers are kind of going down uh, every day. So what I want to really talk about is there was a Democratic debate, which also known as a clown show for clowns. <laughs> Yo, we got 30 niggas in a motherfucking Mini Cooper climbing the fuck out. Video, man. And hey, who, like, who do you want, bro? Do you want Ronald McDonald or do you want Pennywise, nigga? Just concerning the impeachment, Joe, jump off Joe Biden. They, they asked him about his son, Hunter Biden, who is also a grade A weirdo. He was getting $50,000 per month. From the Ukrainian government, no, not the Ukrainian government. It was a uh, an oil company. It was an oil company, yeah. And um, yo, you know, is he from Texas? Is he an oil man? Who Hunter? Yeah. Fuck Hunter. no, man. Like, look, this shit was out of pocket <laughs> when fucking George Bush was doing it. Yeah. Now you're from the, Pennsylvania, the, bro. The corruption is so fucking wild, nigga. If you can't put my son on, bitch, you're not even the president. You're the vice president, and we are gonna hold back a billion dollars of loans to your fucking country unless you give my fucking son a $50,000 a month fucking job. That's why these niggas really can't relate because they think that's middle-class jobs. What he did for us, I didn't even, you know, he's not a billionaire. So he was asked about this (laughs) particular situation and I thought his response, I mean, of course his response was going to be bad. You're throwing Joe Biden into a, a situation where he has to speak eloquently about a subject, which is basically... Not he's not capable of. So of course there was going to be fireworks when he was asked uh, about his son Hunter at the Democratic debate, and uh, this was his response. My son did nothing wrong. I did nothing wrong. I carried out the policy of the United States government in rooting out corruption in in Ukraine, and that's what we should be focusing on. And what I wanted to make a point about, and my my son's statement speaks for itself. He spoke about it today. My son's statement speaks for itself. What I think is important is we focus on why it's so important to remove this man from office. On the 17th, look, the fact that George Washington worried on the first time he spoke after being elected president 
that what we had to worry about is foreign interference in our elections. It was the greatest threat to America. This president on three occasions, three occasions, has invited foreign governments and heads of government to get engaged in trying to alter our elections. The fact is that it is outrageous. Rudy Giuliani, the president and his thugs have already proven that they in fact are flat lying. What we have to do now is focus on Donald Trump. You know, I, uh, uh, my, my son Hunter didn't do anything wrong. I didn't do anything wrong. I've actually never done anything wrong ever, ever in my life. What I did was completely legal, right? Now, again, right, this is oh, such a fucking Democratic position because it's saying I didn't break the law. I bought seven Negroes legally from the Chesapeake Bay. I'm not a bad person. I didn't break the law. Okay, so part of his quote, I mean, granted, it's hard to find the entire quote just because he keeps going off on these tangents, yeah, like talking can, about... Can quote sandwich the fucking oh, indelible bullshit. Right, like, talk about framing, man. He's like, yeah, so, but you know also the story about George Washington and when the United States was created, and it's like, what does that have to do with you and your son? But part of the quote is, is um... You know, he Biden's like, yeah, that's where I made a mistake. So I take full responsibility for the mistake, I guess. But then he's like, but did I do anything improper? No, not in any way, not in any way whatsoever. And then it's like, did I make a mistake based upon some ethical lapse? Absolutely not. It's like, but dude, you just said. Yo, it's dead ass video video of C-SPAN on C-SPAN of this nigga in there with the council on motherfucking foreign relations talking about and then I told him you know we're gonna hold back the billion dollars unless uh unless the corruption judge goes away like talking shit talking like a fucking gangster bro like if we talk about this shit with fucking Air Cheeto, and this is what kills me with these fucking Democrats, because they want their cake and they want to eat it too. They want to get rid of fascism, but they don't want to get rid of corruption, right? They, the corruption is what's fucking great. So, but the fascism, which we will never name fascism because that would be offensive, right? So we'll just say it's all Trump. But you literally talk shit about Trump's kids all fucking giving foreign speeches and shit. But then y'all feel like Hunter Biden deserves a $50,000 a month fluff-ass job that you will literally withhold a billion dollars of support to a country for if you don't fucking take care of my son. If the Democrats, if they believe Donnie J is as bad as they say he is... Biden has to, he has to resign. He has to, he has to cancel his run for the presidency. Like, if you want Cheeto, you, Biden has to fall on his fucking sword. How is there no outrage? You're f- only t- wanting to focus on Donnie J because it's all political clout. It doesn't have anything to do with, like, what the American people care about. So just miss me with that. And, and this is how the, the, the Trump administration knows it's bullshit. They have straight up said, look, if you are not going to do an official motion in the House saying... This is an inquiry into an impeachment. We're not going to play along. And truthfully, they have every right to say that shit. Don't act like you're fucking investigating me for a fucking impeachment, but you're not going to call a fucking vote for this shit. And see, this is, this is again, it's these little tricks and, and, and fucking procedural fucking politics that Democrats do that lose regular Americans. 
I don't give a fuck that you are investigating this shit. Put it on the record. Put it on the fucking books. For, because for me, honestly, what the fuck are we investigating? We know there are brown kids that are three years old that are being put in motherfucking cages. Ain't shit to investigate. There yeah. shouldn't be no motherfucking inquiry as to whether or not we're going to go straight to fucking impeachment. That's what we need to be voting on. And the Democrats lack the fucking courage and moral leadership to just go out there and do the shit. So if I was with the White House, I would be like, yeah, fuck y'all. Impeach me or, or fucking budge. Yeah, because we're still playing that kind of debate game on did he do anything wrong? No, I'm not playing that fucking game anymore. You have absolutely done terrible, awful, hideous, illegal, treasonous things. But we're still making it a question like, I don't know, but did I? This is our petty segment because, like, let's be honest. At the end of the day, every single president ever elected has been involved in some form of corrupt, nefarious, ideological undertaking that would, if you were to go by the law, allow them to be impeached and removed from office. Uh, but this, like I said, is our Enter the Matrix petty edition. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, and I wanted to talk oh. about nobody's favorite Democrat, oh. Hillary Clinton. That's not true. Why do you hate women? <laughs> Why? Let's Why talk you about your women? misogyny. Yeah, let's... Let's move on from uh, white women commentary, period. You know what I'm saying? That, uh, but Hillary Clinton, uh, I don't know what, she, I guess she was, I don't know, dry snitching, but she came out with a real life, <laughs> she came out with a real life Drake subliminal on that ass. Bro, she straight up Do we have the quote of what Hillary said? Um, you oh, know, we do. Uh, oh, we do. Okay, yes, great. We do. <clears throat> okay. Let's go to that audio. So this is from the Clinton News Network. I'm sorry, CNN. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And uh, this is a quote from their benefactor, I mean, uh, uh, patron, I mean, uh, matron, I mean, uh, I'm not making any predictions, but I think they've got their eye on somebody who is currently in the Democratic primary and are grooming her to be the third party candidate. Yo, do you think she's talking about Elizabeth Warren? I don't think she's talking no, about Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. How many other women are in <laughs> the Democratic de uh, primary debates? Let's count. So you got Elizabeth Warren, who I, I don't think she's talking about. And then you also have... What's that? The magical miracle finger spirit pray the fucking AIDS away chick? Who is that? Marianne Williamson, is she still in the race? Nah, nah, nah. She, she, she fell by the way. <laughs> she's so ridiculous. That's like this chick. She's like, if only with the put we put the power of positive thought, you know, we can stop hurricanes. That was the uh, that was the candidate of Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, oh shit. Let's be kind still to everyone. Oh shit. Yeah, she's gonna let that one down. Yo, so can we ether this? Yeah, let's do it. <clears throat> Would you? Who, who wants to? Who wants to? Been on my dick, man. You love my style. <laughs> That's what she hits you with. Fuck Jay Z. <laughs> Let me stop. So billionaire class. Tulsi Gabbard, of course, came back with, "Great, thank you, Hillary Clinton. You, the queen of warmongers, embodiment of corruption and personification of the rot that has sickened the Democratic Party for so long, have finally come out from behind the curtain." From the day I announced my candidacy, there has been a concerted campaign to destroy my reputation. We wondered who was behind it and why. Now we know. It was always you. 
through your proxies and powerful allies in the corporate media and war machine, afraid of the threat I pose. It's now clear that this primary is between you and me. Don't cowardly hide behind your proxies. Join the race directly. Roll up, bitch. Uh, she said the seeds, you know what season it is? It's pull-up season. This is, okay, so can we put this in context? This is a current person that is in the Democratic debates, is a Democratic primary nominee. This person is running to be the Democratic representative in the election. However you feel about Tulsi, I think it's important to acknowledge she was a fucking soldier. Yeah, but she was in it, Ox. She, she, was in the, she was in the war that you voted to go into. Yep. And so, like, it's some other shit, man. It's like, look, I will fucking throat punch you, chick. Like, don't come. If I don't send for you, please don't come for me. She said, let's talk about your Beyonce. <laughs> <laughs> Petty stuff, but it's interesting to me. Like Tulsi Gabbard is the type of person that's, I think, polling like one percent or lower it right now. It was dumb as fuck I, to even bring her up. You just gave you just her gave... so much fuel. Like we all had to look at her for a second. Like holy shit! But you, you know what? Really, this tells me though. I feel like, regardless as to what happens to her career at this point, she represents a growing undercurrent of the the young Democrats that are tired as fucking shit of this shit. I believe Ilhan Omar wants to say the same shit. I feel like AOC wants to say the same shit. And all of these people coming up, this new wave of not quite leftists, but way to the left of these liberals. Way to the left of uh, Uncle uh, Uncle Bernie. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Racist grandpa. Racist say. grandpa, right? But, but Obericle. Obericle. I mean, shit, they <laughs> do look like fucking Fidel Castro compared to fucking yeah. Hillary Clinton, though. I mean, so, you know what I'm saying? So, like, when, when Tulsi took that shot, it's the kind of shit where it's like a nigga says some shit that we all been wanting to say to yo ass for a minute, though. Isn't Hillary Clinton the rapper from the late 80s, early 90s, who gets on the radio show with Funk Flex and is <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm not saying anything, but these new rappers suck, man. Oh, it's such white-on-white crime, bro. You know what it reminds me of, bro. <laughs> What? It's when fucking Eminem opened his mouth about MGK. <laughs> and MGK was like, listen here, you old son of a bitch. Let me fucking tell you, we all fucking hate you. All the, all the young rappers fucking hate you. Your, your beard, beard is weird. Your beard is weird. Hey, man, we never really talked that young. We never really talked about um, Eminem, that disc verse where he was in there talking about Diddy had gotten, you know what I'm saying, Pac killed and shit like that. Like, I, we never went into that, but like I feel like Eminem need to chill out, bro. Like he really could. Like you're speaking on some shit that I'm not even trying to speak on, but has some. There is some, you know what I'm saying, evidence to that claim. But bro, why? Like the audacity for you to come out and say that. I know this is not my nigga. You in Saucy Land? You in Saucy Land? So you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. Let's style on him. Yeah, let's style on him. <laughs> What are we up against for this Iceman? We're not against him, Wolverine. So then we're with him? Of course not. He's destroying federal property. So then we're against him? Of course not. He's an X-Man. Boy, I'm glad we cleared that up. Okay, so, uh... Speaking of crazy, mediocre white men in their wow. late to early 40s. Yeah, it is a perfect segue. Fuck. 
Um, we promised y'all, we promised y'all last week that we were going to have a sort of discussion on the movie that is called Joker. You know, I wanted to just kind of get this out the way because I've heard a lot of commentary on Joker. And, you know, when we saw it, you know, I, I, I immediately like we always have conversations when we watch comic book movies. I feel like that's the most enjoyable part, even if the movie sucked. It's so fun to talk about how much it sucked. <laughs> you know, there's just a certain joy in making. That's the reason we watch Cinema Sins and Honest Trailers. It's like, let's make fun of these stupid tropes that we had to sit through. But I didn't have a lot to say about Joker when uh, when it was finished, you know, and I think I was still sort of dealing with some of my own things. So I don't have too much commentary on it. I have like really only desire sort of if y'all have ideas or, or any anything you wanted to say about Joker, let's just get through with that now. And move on to something more fun. <laughs> All right, so for me, it's impossible to say it, cinematography wasn't wasn't good. I actually enjoyed the pacing. I thought it was a great character study into a lot of things. But it, it, it was what I thought it was going to be. I mean, again, it's a rallying cry for the disenfranchised, unsung any man, right? And any man in the West always stands for white men. Whatever dis... Whatever demographic you in, you've had that. I've been fired from a job that I really wanted before. I needed the money. You know, I was I always didn't have a good relationship with my parents. I'll keep that as PG as I can. You know what I'm saying? But I never did I never fucking resorted to sociopathy and, and killing women that I have misplaced sexual fantasies for, right? These are the kind of fucking trademarks of psychopathy, right? And to make that look like, well, this is just something that happens to people. I think that's a dangerous position to have. There are people that are literal psychopaths that are like, they're going and they're receiving medical treatment. They're trying to treat their mental illness, right? And this is not what all psychopaths do. I think it makes, it it, it, it attacks people who have mental illness and it, deciding to kill everybody that pisses you off, that's not psychopathy. Like that's not, that's just asshole shit. You know what I'm saying? And it's an interesting film. It's curious that they wrapped it around the veneer of a comic book story. The Joker is an easy one to apply it to. But as as a Gen Xer, you know, to me, it's just the falling down story all over again. And uh, they, they made him even more sympathetic than the, the walking down character. So for those of y'all that have seen the shit, you already know what I'm talking about. If you haven't, go and peep it. But it's the story of the downtrodden white man and him attempting to regain control in a world that appears to have passed him by, you know? And uh, I think there's a... It's an interesting story, but it's a dangerous story. And I think we have there's a social responsibility we carry when we tell those kind of stories. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about the movie and what the conversations I've had with you two about it, conversations I've had with some of my other friends about it, is that, of course, I can't take this movie I can't accept it by itself because I'm filled with all of this kind of background knowledge about other stories that have been told about the Joker other renditions of him uh, even you know how Mark Hamill represents him and has played him and hasn't turned into a complete psychopathic white dude um, and so all of that kind of comes to bear on the way I see this movie and absorb its elements and themes I guess and and so it's just kind of it's real I and I have to admit too that if I had read this 
as a fic. I would have fucking loved this story, but watching it in a theater and it having the public platform that it does with this indie art style and making the Joker sympathetic and making like the way he murders people just really kind of art, that theatric, artistic sort of flair just sits so uncomfortably with me. Well said. <clears throat> I appreciate both of you. Um, I will say that I... I, what I did when I finished watching the movies, I went and I watched a lot of reviews. You know what I mean? And I and I didn't think that like a lot of times when I watch reviews of things, people because you know what I'm saying, the Matrix is still a heavy part of their lives. And no offense to any, you know what I'm saying? I'm not here judging anybody. It's hard to kind of get the type of um, nuance that I'm looking for. You know, unless I talk to y'all or I'm list, I'm really just listening to my 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 inner circle. You know. I can admit, and I think a lot of us can admit, like the acting was impeccable, the mm, directing was impeccable, absolutely. the sound was impeccable. All of these incredible um, cinematic qualities existed in this movie. But I think what was interesting to me and what's interesting, and I think a lot of these movies, I think um, a lot of comic book movies, I think of a, a Killmonger and what a Killmonger could actually represent in a movie. Mm, right. But it's neutered because it's in a comic book movie. It's It's by Disney. You can never have it fully go there mm -hmm. and i think that's what this movie suffered from it was like y'all want to have a conversation about the the ultra wealthy you know what i'm saying and the extreme poverty that exists but you who know, overwhelmingly is the victim of his violence people of color women of color right and um so what i'm what i'm getting at is this movie didn't do what it set out to do the narrative that it wanted to portray was because we are a late stage capitalism society people with mental health issues and people who just live in poverty, which in of itself is difficult every day. Right. This yeah. is what we can do in a revolutionary format. You know what I'm saying? Like this is what could come of it in like, you know, but because it's not intersectional in any way, because it only focuses on, you know what I'm saying? This like white man's journey to be hit for him to be sympathetic. There is no conversation about the larger group. The conversation is only here's violence. Here is people that, we don't care about in society and you know what I mean? It's just chaos. It's just anarchy. And, um, it, it's just really tactless in that way. Now, what was interesting to me, right? Looking at it on the, the, looking at it on the merits of being something that's a DC product, right? Where they had a real opportunity was to tighten up some of these timelines because I would be fascinated with this Joker running around in the DC EU that they have created but the timelines in this movie make that impossible. I thought another thing that I thought was really interesting was, uh, because, again, right, in this timeline, it becomes very easy to understand why a lot of the population has a great fear of a Superman. Like, if you can see what a nigga like Joker can do, and it's just a regular dude, what happens to a Superman in this universe, right? Where, like, life is so fucking cheap and so fucking easy and... If you do choose to go the side route and just be like, you know what, fuck all these niggas, right? Like, you begin to understand better the premise that they tried to create with Batman versus Superman. Like, this nigga's dangerous and we have to be aware of that. I thought one last thing that was really interesting was how it circles back to the Bruce mythology of maybe Joker killed my parents because you're so underage. And it's just all you are is a young Bruce and you see a dude in a Joker mask shoot your parents i thought it was a really cool way to like tie the the joe chill slash 
Joker kill my parents and, and, and make that a, a... It's just a new way to rebirth that I thought was clever. And his relationship... But I thought... I wish they would have had the balls to really make him Bruce's fucking brother. That would have been boss. It feels like this movie just... Once again, it, it, it there's so much resources and, you know, so much like... Uh, like you, like you were saying, Keita, the the indie aesthetic that was brought to you know what I'm saying, large theaters. It just feels like a waste to me. No, I mean, and that's fair because it's we're all when we live a very bleak dystopian existence. What we need is more hope in our lives, and the movies that are coming out now are not filled with much hope or much much of what we used to find heroic. And I think like that's sort of the issues with them leaning into the Joker movie is that it's like, okay, the world sucks and literally nothing can be done about it. But we know that's not true because people are working to change the world every day. And also I thought Thomas Wayne was incredibly one note after, after seeing, after seeing a show like the boys and seeing how nuanced that was to, to see kind of like this, like very bland one note, uh, you know, like billionaire trying to run for for office. Just it felt really shoehorned Bruh, in there. I'm a I'm a be. I actually feel exactly the opposite. I loved it. I loved a Thomas Wayne that don't give a fuck. That's just the other side of a gangster that is definitely an uber Republican that is saying straight up, you motherfuckers is broke because you niggas is lazy. I thought that was really interesting. Now this is the question I have to ask for you because. It's automatically because DC is so underperforming. People have a, a property that does well, and people want to elevate it. So my question to you guys is, where does it stand, in your opinion, compared to... I'm going to give you two movies, and I want you to say if it's more favorable or less favorable. So Joker versus Logan, or Joker versus, let's just say, Captain America Civil War. No, not, not even Civil War. Let's do uh, The Winter Soldier. All right, so that compare. I just want to answer however you want to. That's not comparable, dude. You just threw in Captain America because you were like, I need a third option. I like Logan and Joker are more comparable. And for me, it would be Logan just because I. It understood its characters better. For the Joker movie, it only gave Joker a full character arc. Um, whereas everybody else were kind of pawns in order to fuel his very specific story. But Logan was really about the story of X2 and Xavier and what the mutants have had to go through and Logan in addition to that. Logan doesn't exist by himself. And I, I and that's why I like that movie better. I think Joker doesn't have heart. And Logan had had heart. Joker, yes. Joker is like, it's almost soulless, you know? And I, and I think it is... Another reason why I think a lot of millennials and Gen Z people kind of gravitate to this sort of feeling, like you were saying, Keita, like it, it is such a bleak reality. And I think people are watching that and going, this is this is a bleak reality that I live in. And, the, and because people don't, not that people don't, but you do have to sort of seek out films that are not supposed to be for large Western audiences because you're able to pick off, you're able to recognize different messages and different narratives because they're not so a part of the status quo of Western media. And I think this film tried to add some of those aesthetics, but once again, because it is still, you know what I'm saying? So run by large corporate kind of directors and it's you know warner brothers dc like 
it's never going to um, to do it the right way with the proper messaging, you know. And it's like the, I, I think this movie just exists for me in a totally different category mm. from every other comic book movie I have ever seen. And you know, it's it's just gonna be it. It holds a very weird place for me because I could not keep I I could not turn away once in that movie. Yeah, like it like literally. I remember you jump started when he shot. No, 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 no. When 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 he when he dropped. I'm spoilers, clearly. Mad spoilers, y'all. We <laughs> hey. Sorry, we halfway through this whole Mad shit talking about spoilers. Spoilers. Like, spoiler alert. You already know. I think spoiler alerts are stupid as shit. I, I really do. We'll put it in the tag. Why are you why are you searching out to watch a movie right. with no I don't understand. Anyway, um when the gun drops and he's in yeah, the hospital with, with um kids. the sick children. The fuck? It it it, it was a moment where, where I I mean, I was really shook up. I, I maybe I was triggered, no pun intended. You know what I'm saying? But but it it, it was a traumatizing moment to imagine something like that happening. Yeah. Um, and and you know I, I have and then a, he gaslights everybody like uh, it's, it's a part it's, of my act. Why is a gun part of your act? <laughs> I don't know, man. This shit is this that, shit is all the way scary. Interesting bro. when you say that it stands away, bro. There was one movie to me that it leads to in tone, and it's not anything that's in the traditional DCEU or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What that movie what the tone of that movie led directly to in my opinion is the world of the watchmen like this is where the government has to like get fucking masked fucking dudes to go and deal with niggas like joker because this shit has gone too far and whatever happens happens but i mean the watchman comes from alan moore recognizing that what the uk is becoming is a police state and it's absolute commentary whereas i feel like the Joker tried to do that commentary, but really to support, well, this is why white men are upset. There is no message in the Joker. There is nothing to take away from this. Yeah, all it did was co-opt other people's messages and other people's struggles. <sighs> Facts. Can we drop this? Can yeah. we be done with this? <laughs> it sounds like y'all are fatigued. I'm f- <laughs> do you have superhero movie fatigue? I, so I know, like, this is kind of, like, the buzz right now. It's, oh, there's just too many. I have been a comic book superhero fan since my friend in middle school pulled out her dad's big stack of comic books Nerd. and said, yeah, absolutely, absolutely, as Lauren Bullock says, blurred, blur life. So... Ever since she pulled that out, I've been reading comics. I've loved those stories. I love the characters. So, bitch, this is my time. Give me all the fucking movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna hold off my judgment here <laughs> because I I had the same sentiment. I remember I um I went to like you ever have like the book swaps in uh in in elementary school or middle school. Everyone brings a book and yes. you, you put them in it. Yeah, so I remember I went there and I had like a couple of these like kids books, you know, that I, I of course couldn't read anymore or, or didn't want to read anymore. I wanted to read some grown people shit. <laughs> Back when like I, I used to really fuck with reading. Yo, when you're a kid, you have so much free time. And if your parents are assholes, which, you know, mine were. Wow. Like, you know, you just kind of want to sit in your room and read, you know. But anyway, I remember there were some comic books that were there. Um, they were X-Men comics. And I had remember, of course, watching the X-Men series. X-Men series was the first introduction I had to comic book uh, media. Yeah. And uh, But I remember getting the comics, and I was like, whoa, this shit is way more, like, real. You know? <laughs> shit gets real in comics. And I really did fall in love with them. And I they were like an underground thing for me. So I, I, I have the same sentiment. But the list... <laughs> 
the list that we have put, that that is basically coming out that we have um put together I I think I might have some some fatigue. Okay, hold on. So here's what I got to say. First time I'm going to read <clears throat> with the great Martin Scorsese said, "It's not cinema. It's something else." We shouldn't be invaded by it. What is it with white men and invasions? Oh, no. They you love that word. You would think white men would be really pro-peace, man. They really, but <clears throat> invasion. Uh, we need cinemas to step up and show that films that are narrative films. Uh. Now, this is what I got to say. <laughs> this is what I got to say. Martin Scorsese gets to say that. He has earned the right mm. to have that okay. opinion. It's not my opinion, nigga. Fuck you, nigga. I'm going to watch your movie and I'm going to go watch Logan, nigga. Stop being a little hater, nigga. We can all get this money. Okay, first of all, name a couple of Martin Scorsese films. Are you kidding? Fucking Casino, Goodfellas, like... Okay, and I I ask you to do that because I find it hilarious that he's like, cinema needs to go back to narrative films because you know what I remember about his movies? The fucking characters. (laughs) I find it hilarious that he's like, cinema needs to be more narrative. And I'm like, bitch, your movies are all about the characters and how they inform the plot, how their decisions impact the plot. I don't feel like he writes plot-driven movies. There are things that are, of course, happening that push on the characters, but his characters are so memorable. Uh, let's. I'm just going to read a couple of movies off here that he's done. Uh, you mentioned Goodfellas, Taxi Driver, Departed, uh, Shutter Island, Fuck. Uh, Wolf of Wall Street, Raging Bull, uh, Casino, like you said, Cape Fear, Gangs of New York, The Aviator, yeah, he's got a, he's got a pretty a Bruh, pretty you, stacked if list. If you here. ask me what happened in Casino, the first thing I'm gonna say is Joe Pesci stabbed the nigga with a pen. <laughs> a lot. He's got a he's got um yeah. But I don't really know. My I thoughts. know a whole narrative happened in that movie, nigga. But like, it's like, oh, that's the movie where Joe Pesci beat that nigga ass with a fucking phone. Right. You remember the characters. And of course, I, and I hate when Hollywood does this too, because there's, like you said, there's a place for the character driven movie and the plot driven movie. We don't have to exist in a world where we only have either or. You know what I think this is? This is a season that white people don't put on food. This is salt. <laughs> Damn. You're mad. You're mad. Because these comic book movies are the new thing, and you think that that because you're not you're not a part of this particular, you know what I'm saying, like cultural phenomenon, you're like, hey, but m- remember me and all the movies that I make, I'm 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 the best, you know. And it's like, yeah, like you said, Mo Man, it's like I'm gonna watch all the movies because that movie, The Irishman, that's coming out that he's doing. I I will be I'm watching watch that. that shit. Look, this is what I gotta say. I feel like the best commentary, and this is in life. The best commentary you can do is to the niggas that's in your lane. If the niggas ain't in your lane, they don't give a fuck what you got to say anyway. Do you think motherfucking Kevin Feige give a fuck what fucking Martin Scorsese got to say? But you know what Martin Scorsese could say? Uh, Woody, we feel like you need therapy. Woody is in your fucking lane. Go check that nigga. Yeah. Have some shit. Go help you. Go get your fucking friend some fucking help. Because yeah, he's a sick motherfucker. Martin Scorsese, reach out to your friend. Leave Kevin Feige to fuck alone. I can't wait for Ant Man's next shit to come out. All right, what? Are, where are you at in terms of the fatigue? You, Habibi. I'm tired of shitty fucking movies being rebooted. I don't give a fuck, man. No more fucking Batman, yo. 
Give me Nightwing. Give me, I don't give a fuck. Give me Red fucking Red Hood. I do, if you have to stay with the fucking Batverse, give me some new shit. If another nigga scream Martha, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I was, I was, man, I was dead ass. I was going to clock a nigga, man. I know you was next to me, so I was hoping it wouldn't be you. In the fucking <laughs> like, film, man. Me. You know what I'm saying? I can I'm take like, it. Here they go, man. Here they go. This nigga going to say it. Watch. Thank God they had the restraint. We talk about Batman fatigue, but bro, fucking Joker fatigue. Fucking right. Straight oh, up, man. True. And they're going to make, okay, okay, I'll, I'll stop it there. Can we go over, can we please start with Marvel <laughs> so we can have some positivity? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, at, at any regard, even though I am sort of getting tired of Marvel films. And this lineup does not have me uh, jumping out of my seat. Do we have uh, the illustrious MCU phase four lineup? Yeah. yeah. So it's Black Widow. The nope. <laughs> okay. That yeah. Was, can we just talk was... about? Can we really talk about though? Fuck, Black. This Black Widow movie. Yeah, I'm not interested Scarlet. in it. Scarlet, Scarlet Johansson. You know what I want to see? I want to see Scarlet Johansson just sitting there and playing a tree during the whole <laughs> fucking movie. If you that nice with it. I am Groot. I mean, but her cultural appropriation would mean she plays like a bonsai tree or something. <laughs> Yo, can we please just do a straight up skit where Scarlett Johansson is dressed up as a bonsai tree? Please, uh, the the Eternals. You know who's in that movie? What's her name? What's the other? What's that mediocre white lady's name who played Laura Croft? Angelina Jolie. I just I don't care. I, I just don't care. I the cast in, looks good. In Hackers, bro. I don't know if I've cared. No, what was that movie where her and fucking dude were like assassins or some shit? Yeah, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. That might be the last fucking film I gave a fuck to Angelina yeah. Jolie. And that movie was okay for its time, but I don't think I would watch it again. I don't know, man. It's hard for me to get invested. I, it's I'm, important because they're very powerful people and it allows you to set up whoever the big, big bad is going to be. Right, I feel like if that's the movie that does that, like they create a problem that they can't fucking solve, and that's that problem gets out into the world, and that becomes the underlying threat that's happening for the rest of Phase Four. Like niggas don't even know you got your petty ass shit going on on Earth, but the Eternals just lost a fight with Galactus. You niggas don't know who he is, but uh, your planet, all of your shit is gonna be fucked up. That's a real opportunity for staging there, because the Eternals can deal with problems that nobody's been introduced to yet. Okay, but you're talking about staging. The Eternals are a perfect setup that now that Disney owns fucking everything, you can get the mutants back into the property because it's dealing with that genetic modification and how the aliens have come and like done all of this stuff to humanoid creatures. You just have really great setup. I'm excited for it because it doesn't just have Angelina Jolie. It has like a lot. It has a pretty good cast, and I'm just excited. I, I, I re- retract. I'm, I'm excited. You've convinced me, I should say. You, you've, you've both done a good job convincing me, and if I get to go see it with y'all, it'll be a great time regardless. We're totally going to see it together. What's next on the list? Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. I'm ready Absolutely for that. excited. Well, I'm here for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I am super excited. Uh, this will be a great opportunity for Marvel to finally make an Asian hero that's Asian. Um, <laughs> every... where, were they, where are they from? Uh, Shang-Chi should be from China. Is it, what continent is that on? Uh, it is in Asia. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, look, in Asia, bro, eight, look, Marvel has a real Asian people problem. They're all either villains, and if they're not that, 
they're Asians that are played by people that are not Asian. And so, like, that's a problem. You know what I'm saying? They're essentially still doing yellow face. Who's fucking Tilda Swinton is the fucking... Ancient one? What the fuck? What the fuck is that? Even Doctor Strange was always ambiguously ethnic. It would have been a great opportunity, and we'll come to that. But here's the thing I will say about uh, Shang-Chi. He got them hands. He's the number one physical martial artist in the, uh, the Marvel Universe, and so that's interesting. But to me, after creating a character like Thanos, all of the characters you need to introduce need to be very high-power people. So if I were directing it, I wouldn't have went with Shang-Chi. I would have opened with a very underknown but very powerful hero. I would have went with Sunfire. Sunfire is, you know, he's got fucking microwave radiation, very pi- He's like Johnny Torch from the Fantastic Four. But isn't he a mutant? He is, but you don't have to, like, no, you don't have to explain how he has his powers. You know what I'm saying? Just like, call them. What do they call, um, what do they call called Quicksilver, and what do they call Scarlet Witch? Don't they have a... Uh, wasn't it genetically altered? They were, they were, what the fuck was that term? Y'all are comic book fans, please. In yeah. the comic books, they motherfucking mutants, nigga. Right, well, fucking comic book... Mo- yeah. is like, I need to come up with some uh, enhanced. Yeah, oh, yeah. Enhanced. 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 enhanced, there you go. Oh, but you said Sunfire, and I'm like, okay, but I don't have to live in a world where we can't have both. Very true. I mean, bars... What else? What? Okay, I'm. I'm. I am. I think we're all in agreement. We're excited about Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, right? Absolutely. Okay. What's next? Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> Sorry. What were we talking about? I totally forgot. I'm excited about the potential of it because I love Doctor Strange oh. stories. Look, I fucking. I'm just gonna say it. I hate Benedict Cumberbatch. I fucking hate this guy. He's corny. He's over. And also, he's the descendant of motherfuckers that owned human beings. So, fuck that motherfucker for life. But also, I think he's just vastly overrated as an actor. I didn't think he brought a whole lot to the strange character. I want strange stories. But if it means I got to sit through Benedict Cumberbatch, I mean, I'm going to get to it, but... I'm not looking forward to it because it's a Doctor Strange movie. I thought his first movie was pretty boring, honestly. But I am looking forward to it because I think it'll progress Scarlet Witch's story. I'm interested in her part of the movie, which I feel like is her movie in my head. Although I know that's not going to bear out on screen, but that's what I want. Plus, it's supposed to be the first. I love horror movies. so And it's supposed to be the first horror movie in the MCU. So I'm really fascinated by how they're going to pull this off. <clears throat> like Doctor Strange doesn't feel like a person that cares about people. Like I, I can't Facts. I just don't I just don't feel like he's interested in saving humans. I agree with you, Mo man. I'm going to get to it. But at the end of the day, Marvel is starting to make choices that I can't like the Black Widow movie. I I can't I can't support that. I I don't want to. The Guardians 3 movie, uh, it's it's a I'm going to get to it kind of situation. We haven't got to that yet. And I put that at Doctor Strange in my category. This is a, it's like watching a, a, a common music video in 2019. I just don't get it. <laughs> it just makes me want to go to sleep. Shade. Motherfuckers need to know where I stand. What's next? What's next? What's next? Next, we have Spider-Man 3. 
did you say it like that? Speederman. No, stop, stop. No, no, stop. I'm helping Kevin Feige because oh, by no. now, look, hey, you know, the way this shit is going, man, they might not have rights to Spider-Man. What is this shit? Where they, it becomes meta in the second one where he's like Night Monkey or some God, shit. Kevin that? Feige really going to be releasing fucking Night Monkey <laughs> and the Avengers, nigga. Oh, what the fuck? Lord. I mean, hey, look, if they could get it done, bro, get it done. But it, if not, bro, I'm, I'll go and watch Speederman 3. I disavow you right now. <laughs> Damn, we, you got disavowed. God damn. Dare you. <laughs> get it together, team. Did you? I, look, you, I think everyone knows here I, I really like Tom Holland as Spider-Man. He's one of my favorite characters in Marvel. He might be my favorite, actually. Um, but... Once again, I, it's hard for me to get excited because it's like, okay, is this the last one? Like, where is this going to go into, like, at this point, Martin Scorsese bringing him back up, like, we're invested in these movies because we're 25-plus movies into this. Not only that, we, we're comic book fans. But I don't know where Spider-Man's going to go. I don't know. I don't know. I I'm, I can't be invested. It's like dating a boo that you know you're going to break up with in, like, six months. Like, I guess it's fun <laughs> while we're here. Yeah. As a, I, you know, I speak as a, um, a, a, a monogamous human. It's like, all right, I guess we can enjoy this for six months, but you're about to move. You're about to go be with your other boo, Eddie Brock. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know how invested I can be. So next up is Thor: Love and Thunder. I am absolutely 100 percent here for this. Can't fucking wait. Yo, we gonna finally get Beta Ray Bill. We gonna get all wild ass Tessa Thompson. My boo. How you doing, boo? What's good with you? <laughs> it's been a minute since we talked. I, I know, man. That nigga be hating, man. Michael, Michael B. Jordan wanna be fucking emailing you and shit, man. Don't make me see that nigga oh in Creed 3, bro. But them nigga can't stand between our love, man. It's real and it's... What's up, boo? Love really blinds you. Because <laughs> Mike, yeah, Michael B. Jordan, let's be honest, bro. He fucking you up, dog. That dude is real. <laughs> Didn't he challenge somebody into a fight, bruh? Nigga, he challenged Roy fucking Jones, bruh. That nigga fucking play a fucking Roy boxer. Jones is possibly, I mean, other than Tyson, the most dominant boxer I'd ever seen in my life. And he was really feeling himself. And you know what? I don't want to be the person that he uh, Man, lets that cannon go look, off on. Ten years away from this shit, boy, Roy Jones will beat the fucking piss out of Michael right. B. Jordan, nigga. Right, right, right. All right, can I, I just want to, I'm so, I'm just a bearer of bad news, you know? I just, I'm not, I'm not super hyped because I feel like this movie has Marvel formula written all over it. I feel like I'm going to get the same tension, comic relief breakup where nothing can be too serious. There's always a quip somewhere involved in the movie. And like, this is where I think I'm starting to get the comic book movie fatigue because I feel like this is just going to be another like Marvel formula movie. And I hope that it's not, but it, it has that formula written all over it. You can see that, but with Taika Waititi coming back and the the way he shaped the previous, I just, I know he's going to do something new and exciting that's outside of it, and I embrace that. Um, so I have a lot of hope for this movie, particularly with him going with Jane being Thor, Mighty Thor. No comment. No comment. It could be good. I think this is going to be great. As again, I put my faith on Taika. Taika Waititi, is, you know, he's the most innovative director in the Marvel camp right now. Look, that's no shade to our next film, which is da, 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 Blade 2. What you think? I, I'm here for it. 
Blade 2? Blade 2? You mean... What? There's only one... We haven't even got to Blade 1. That was the most racist shit. They're all the same, okay? Black Panther. Black Panther, Blade, whatever, man. Fucking scary black guy kills okay, people. Okay, see, and you are already disavowed for this. This, I'm not even going to repeat what you said about Spider-Man three and how you pronounced it. Spider-Man. Stop, stop. And then you're like, oh, you know, Blade two. Oh, I mean the other black guy. Oh my God, you're canceled, bro. You've re- you've officially got us canceled. Thanks. Oh my God, man. Twitter's alive right now. Officially, let's get the PR team involved. Yo, damage uh, control. Guardians three. You said uh, you'll get around to it, but, but I'm gonna tell you right now. We man. didn't even talk about. So now we're gonna erase <laughs> Black <laughs> Panther two. We can't even. Are you get niggas to... acting like you're not gonna go see this shit? Shut up. It, it, that's definitely a yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, but I want to say get, yes. Do we not right. get to have a conversation or surrounding it? It's right? just a yes. I mean, what do you feel about Black Panther two? I'm incredibly excited about Black Panther. <laughs> No, you know, I felt like, uh, you know, it's a lot of Michael B. Jordan shade out there. I don't know why people are haters. You know, I think he does a lot of hard work in Hollywood, you know, and uh, his character, Killmonger, I thought was very fresh and very refreshing. But just to circle back to Joker, right? You have a radical, scary black man, and he dies. You have a radical, scary white guy. He incites a fucking popular movement and is uncaptured. I... Hollywood, man. Hollywood is going to be fucking Hollywood, bro, all the fucking time. And more than any other type of fatigue, I have trope fatigue. What's uh any any thoughts on on Black Panther 2 for for y'all? Yeah, I'm totally going to go see it. I look forward to it, especially since uh from what I've read, Ramonda is supposed to have a bigger role in it. We're going to get to see her take some more of the leadership. Um, hopefully they'll fill in some of the gaps and that absence in which she absolutely, you know, with Shuri and Black Panther being gone, she had to step up. And I know the crew's there, right? I just want to see, like you said, more of that. At this point, Wakanda should have, like, military dominance, right? Like, over the world. Like, shouldn't they be absolutely. the country that you go to when absolutely. a Galactus-level threat comes like i feel like he has to become like there's this whole conversation where spider-man's becoming the new iron man you know honestly i feel like t'challa and 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 the rest of like he has even the wakanda royalty responsibility for yeah. that i think like you but know are how, they gonna center are they gonna unlikely. center the universe around an african nation i just don't i don't see it and thematically right there's a couple of things that they did right i thought how they circled um the arc of captain america having to come to closer understanding Iron Man's view, a Tony Stark view of the world, and how, you know, Tony Stark has to look at more of a Captain America view because they both look at each other's... They look inside of each other, and they see what happened with Thanos as a personal failing. Like, if only I had been more like this other nigga, right? We have to have that same kind of internal conflict, I think, inside of a T'Challa. T'Challa has to be looking at himself, looking at all of the people that died on Earth, and saying to himself... Killmonger's Earth would have been much better prepared to yeah, deal much with more the capable. Outriders. Like, maybe this nigga was right. And he has to start to get to closer that kind of a viewpoint. Not necessarily colonialism, but, like, some sort of way. Like, I mean, Tony Stark with his, uh, what is it, the uh, in Spider-Man, uh, even in death, I'm the hero, Edith. Like, that's a fucking suit of armor that's protecting the world. 
how is it fucking Wakanda can't have a satellite system out into the fucking ap- upper atmosphere at least as powerful as fucking Eden? That's the type of evolution I need to see in T'Challa. He needs to become more of a leader, less of a I'm the black The titular thing. character that is like steps on the scene, although he can be that, but yeah. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That's all I got to say is <laughs> please fill me in with Fuck your comments. that shit, man. Look, I really feel like we need to make a workshop about why Guardians is so problematic because niggas think that we just hating and really, really the real thing is what we're seeing is, and this is why it was important to get rid of that director. I'm so disappointed. But he's back though. Exactly. James, weird ass gun. Oh. Fucking ex-lord ass, bitch ass dude, right? Because again, right, this just goes to show no matter what a white man says, he's always somehow still the victim and it's not fair, and he's being picked on. Like, someone made him say that horrible shit that he said, right? And, like, the fucking making of this very substandard, weak-ass film is enough to, like, well, we have to forgive him. Why? You know? And we're seeing that. We're seeing that in the actual film with characters that are downright rapey. Like, when you're looking at the way that Star-Lord pursues a woman who... Let's just look at some of the things that have happened in this franchise. She has pulled the fucking knife on this nigga and said, I am not your fucking star-eyed waif. You've had really a nigga in the click pull homie aside like, bruh, she's not for you. You need to go and get a loser-ass motherfucker. Someone that's a loser like you. Like, she not for you. Like, do you understand how weird it is in the click by the time when one of the homies have to pull the other homie aside and like, hey, bruh, you're making the homies uncomfortable. Can you stop being a dick? Like, and it's played all, like, his jokes. Like, oh, ha, ha, it's an unrequited tri- love triangle. Look at the difference of how Peter Parker, like, think about that one time when he's looking at, um, not Mary Jane, but the girl that he was digging on in the first one. And, like, he's sitting there at the fucking lunch table, and he goes to his homie, he's like, I'm looking at her too much. I'm making it weird. Like, that type of awareness and positive masculinity is what I want to see in a fucking character, man. Not a nigga, like, literally, motherfuckers is pulling knives on you and shit, bro. Like, Back the fuck up. And they continue to play it like his fucking jokes. And that's because the director has set that fucking tone. He's the most out-of-step character in the entire MCU. And they continue to push the shit. I'm, like, very, very little interest in any Guardian story. Yeah, all you have to do is go to Google.com. I don't know if you're familiar with that site. <laughs> and type in James Gunn Tweets. And, you know, look, I know I don't want to be a part of this cancel culture with things that you say 10 years ago and it being this and this and this. But, like, the things that this person tweeted are truly disturbing. They are about assault of young people, boys and girls. Uh, He just talks about a lot of weird pedo sexual shit. He was fired because the things that he said are really not, like, retractable. Like, Like, I'm not even interested in, like, these are these are like pedophile, like gross white dude tweets that he's tweeting out. You know what I'm saying? As a grown man, this is not like something that he was saying when he was 17 or 18 years old. And he was fired because their tweets are so egregious and so weird and so creepy. But it's because, oh, no, they fired him for some tweets. This is the new millennial way is this cancel culture. But it's like, no, this shit is disgusting. And just like how my man, you were saying it plays out in the films, like all this kind of like non-consensual advances that you don't see someone like, 
you know, Tom Holland's Peter Parker do. And Peter Quill, like, he never decides not to, like, try to court somebody in all moments, even the, the moment in Infinity War where he's like trying to have this conversation with Gamora and Gamora's like listen to me this is important this is this is bigger than me and you if Thanos gets a hold of me you got to kill me you got to do it and for him he's like I will never let anything happen to you never let anything happen it's like bro this is Thanos bro you're a dude with a helmet like yeah. this is a this is a godlike being that is like existing right here one of the most powerful at the time everyone is canon and saying that Thanos is the most powerful being on in the universe and you're like i'm I'll, I'll protect you and this is coming from james gunn who's tweeting all this weird shit like you said how often do we just continue to applaud white men for Mediocre like this this yeah anyway yeah. that's a lot to say and now are we done with marvel no we no. have one more oh you gotta just skip all the black men blade can i say blade now is yeah. it okay you can't can talk about fucking blade? are you sure you don't want to talk about blade panther too <laughs> say black what you vampire say. too say what you want to say but instead of one of the two whack-ass in credit scenes for the black panther if they would have had a scene with motherfucking Blade in Wakanda slicing up a motherfucking vampire that had been hiding under that culture, and that was just a cutscene, and you just seen... Tell me that shit wouldn't have been the illest shit of all time. Okay, that would have been, but getting an announcement that the Blade movie's gonna be made is still the illest shit of all time. Agreed. Very excited. Thank you, friend. You just gotta take the best actors in the game, and you gotta mulligan with a stupid show you had on Netflix, and you know what? You don't need to make it canon. So, uh, unless anyone over here is crying about the Inhumans. Oh, sorry, the Inhumans. Okay, are they, do you want them canon in your MCU? No. So you don't have to use any Luke Cage or any uh, villains in Luke Cage as canon. You can just take the best actor available. Yeah, but they want to fucking, they want to have their cake and eat it too because there is strong talk, which, by the way, I do endorse, of bringing Vincent D'Onofrio into the spider world. He's going to be fighting Black Monkey. <laughs> Night Monkey, you're Night. racist. Wow. You're damn racist. Canceled. Get a hit the, like the easy button, you know the easy button for staples? I'm a cancel button. Right there. Just got smacked. I'm excited for Blade. You're excited for Blade. Kita is excited for Blade. Absolutely. And that concludes the MCU. All right. You want to get to the shit show now? Haters. So we're going into the DC. I won't even say DCEU because we're not sure that all of these movies will be connected. But oh. I, it's just facts. DC's trying a new thing. They <laughs> trying should. a new thing. I mean, <laughs> trying you know, a new they're thing. trying a, an old new thing. <laughs> they're trying the same thing. <laughs> okay. So first up, Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Gentlemen. I'm just going to say this and I just let it go. It's hard for me to separate Marco Robbie's Harley Quinn from another weird white dude, Jared Leto's Joker. Jared Leto. Not only a terrible dude that I don't like to see in movies, but also a terrible performance from an overdone character. You know what? If it's just Harley Quinn and it's not her relationship attachment to the Joker, you know, it, it might be a decent movie and I might pay attention to it, but anything is connected to that Jared Leto Joker. I'm not interested. allegations of sexual impropriety. If he gets one more, the Republicans are going to primary this nigga against fucking Trump, bro. Oh. Damn. Um, so, taking Jared Leto out of it, because I don't give a shit about that dude. 
I am super excited for this right. movie. It's Kathy Ann's going to be director. It has, I think, Christina Hodson, who's going to be the scriptwriter for it. Female-led. I'm to- and I love Dinah Lance and Helena. So I, I got to say, I'm gonna, I'm pretty excited for the characters. And I, I, and I like Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn. She is, um, she is an attractive white lady. I'll say that. For <laughs> I'm, sure. uh, I'm pro Margot Robbie. Pro Margot Robbie. That's for sure. Definitely pro Margot Robbie. Let's see what the fuck. <laughs> Black Adam, isn't that with the, uh, isn't that with the Rock? Y'all are hilarious. Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> I, I have such, I really do have Rock fatigue. Uh, I, I know. Can I, you smell? The problem is, is I feel like the character The Rock is playing the role of whoever's in the movie. Like, I don't feel like Dwayne Johnson is like, I'm going to get into this character's mind. I'm going to do a little method acting. It's just like, I'm going to show up and I'm just going to play The Rock as this person. Have you ever seen The Rock in any role that amazed you? Because I have. I'm not going to lie. I have. Yes. Be cool. And and what, what was he playing a character? Yeah, he absolutely yeah, was. Yeah, he wasn't and playing The Rock. Southland Tales, which is a surrealist oh, kind of movie. Yeah. I'm not sure that... It, Everybody will be familiar with it, but I really liked him in that role, too. I, but both of those, I would say, were probably kind of considered indie films. Yeah, I, I don't think that Dwayne Johnson can't be put in positions where he can win. I I just think that he's like really palatable for a mass audience. And they're not you know, just interested in explosions and people jumping around and showing big muscles. And you know. I, Yeah, I appreciate those big muscles. <laughs> I just don't know. Fuck all about Black Adam. I don't know. I don't know nothing about the character. The name in and of itself is not very... What the fuck with DC and these names, bro? And Black Adam is should be an Arab, Middle Eastern character, if I can just throw that in there well, as well. Well, The Rock is everybody's ambiguously He's ethnic. Just, yeah, ambiguously ethnic person. Yeah. I can play anything, which is still, at the end of the day, better than Benedict Cumberbun playing... O'Hara. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up. Next up, we have Wonder Woman 1984. I have no thoughts. I'm probably an outlier. I wasn't a fan of the first movie, so I'm just not really excited about the second movie. The first movie was, the third act was so bad. It, it It's not Game of Thrones, bad taste in my mouth. I mean, there's no, that's so far <laughs> off the charts. But, like, the third act in Wonder Woman is just so bad. Yeah, I just, I did, Ares being the villain just kind of erased all the... Shit was dumb to me. My question is, what do we gain by setting it in 1984? So, again, we have one more movie that's set up as a prequel. It feels a little Captain Marvel bitey. Um, The first movie bit fucking Captain America. So now the second movie is going to bite the feel of Captain Marvel. Like, I like the character, um, and I, I think that she's an inspired pick. I think that she does, Gal Gadot does a really good role with what she's given to work with. Yeah. Um, I like the style of it. It's just where it goes wrong is the plot. The plotting is where we're failed. And I just don't understand the point of having another prequel. Not just another prequel, but another war movie for Diana. And it's... To me, it diminishes the the character who she is. Like, what makes her so compelling, and particularly a lot of these comic runs. 
is that she, when you're talking about it, I mean, like, heroes who care about people, Diana, at her core, cares about humanity. She cares about human beings and making the world a better place. And sometimes she has to do that through fighting, but sometimes she does that through self-sacrifice, through just being that listening ear, giving a hug. And I feel like placing it in another war movie falls right back into the badass woman trope. But war isn't all she does. The last thing I'll say about this is it creates a bit of a narrative problem because if you establish a Wonder Woman that's been too active pre the onset of General Zod, you have to ask yourself, why the fuck didn't she show up? If she's out in the world doing all these fucking super activities and shit and Zod shows up and she's like, you know, I'm just going to chill in the Amazon. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah, but I think that's just a problem with, these the continuities. Well, they, yeah, in there's general. no continuity. And then they're like, oh, she was there the whole time. But Diana as a character is not the kind of person that I can say would just sit by and say, oh, that's nice. All this shit's happening. Good luck, guys. She would absolutely be involved. But they did her character a disservice because they were like, does someone want Wonder Woman in the in the Dubro movies? Um, and made it a debate. And then they were like, oh, she's a lot more popular than we thought. Let's get her some movies. And doing it after the fact does her character arc and her stories and plots a disservice. Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman to me was flawless. And like, I just really appreciated her in that film. Uh, I know you guys hate that film. I totally understand. She's definitely the best part. But but, definitely the best. You get the casting was great. I mean, it totally was. She is absolutely a Wonder Woman character. She's flawless. Right. And they're positing her as the defender of earth, which again, makes the whole disappearance while Zod is happening that And much. so many other aspects and so many different catastrophes that existed between World War One and the current Doomsday slash... What's the guy's name? <laughs> no, Claymation... The Claymation uh, character in Justice League. Doomsday? No, oh, no, uh, no. Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah, Steppenwolf from... Uh, <laughs> From Wallace and Gromit fame, <laughs> but I, I look, I, I we can't waste time on all these movies. I'm gonna run, I'm gonna run the okay. rest of these movies off, and I want you to pick out the one that you think is gonna be the best, and I want you to think that, pick out the one that's gonna be the worst. Before okay? you say anything, I what? just gotta say, Marta. Stop, stop. That's so. How that's so. Two years ago. Stop. Disavowed. Uh, <laughs> all right. So uh, the movies that we have left on here are. Uh, the Batman, uh, the Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad Two. This added a the there. Aquaman Two, The Trench, which is going to be some sort of pre-production conversation about uh playing some part in the Aquaman universe that isn't exactly Aquaman. You know the the trench scene where they're like going down and all of those like bio you know characters. Yeah, so something surrounding that. Uh, Green Lantern Corps, uh, Shazam 2, which I guess is not the Black Adam movie, Flash, L- Justice League, Dark, Batgirl, Supergirl, uh, the Joker slash Harley Quinn film, and New Gods, which is directed by Ava DuVernay. Do you uh, have any of those in there that uh, spark your your love or hate uh, n- uh, neurons in your brain? I don't know. <laughs> it is a little lukewarm. Maybe, I, I just... maybe the Green Lantern Corps, if what? done well. No, no, it's... Oh. The That's potential for that story is a great potential because it's a cosmic story which allows you to open up cosmic level threats. But we're not talking about potential. 
I'm talking about potential because the reality will certainly disappoint. That's the only one that has even the spark of like a maybe Supergirl. I I don't fucking know. Like Supergirl is just a problem. Superboy is a problem, but Supergirl is more of a problem because the whole point that makes Kalel so fucking special is he's supposed to be the only nigga that made it. Come to find out, there's mad Kryptonians out there. Fucking Zod and all of his crew made it. Supergirl somehow magically fucking exists. Isn't there a super dog, too? Yeah. That's just how dumb that shit is, man. Like, you have a chance to retcon that shit and just ignore the shit that don't make sense, man. Don't make sense. I'll key to go and and, and say what you're you're most looking forward to, and then we'll get to the negatives. We should start positive. You're right. <laughs> You're right, team. It's too late. Emotion was just like, okay. So, uh, I guess most looking forward to for me, uh, probably Justice League Dark. But I mean, I like the narratively. I like those kinds of stories. Um, if it was Supergirl, and I was gonna be pretty confident that it was gonna be um, Linda Danvers. And and get to kind of see her story because she's had some really great comic runs and I'd be excited about that. But it would have to be one of those two movies, honestly. Uh, none of them, none of them really spark my my excitement. I would say, you know, there was a time where I feel like Green Lantern Corps could have been something. I mean, I think they're the the underlying conversation that it's going to be a Hal Jordan, John Stewart, buddy cop kind of. Um, kind of situation, but I would say the new gods. I mean, they're, they're, I, I feel like big reason why I'm so into DC in general is the way that they do like the 52 points of the universe that like exist all these different planes. I feel like that's the thing that always draws me to DC things like the monitors and the anti monitor and the void and, and all those, the, the, the nightmare realms and the dream realms. And these are the things that, that catch me. So when I see a movie like new gods, I know I'm going to get this type of mythology, this cosmic mythology, which is what I, what I personally always gravitated towards when it comes to uh, DC, um, DC narratives and DC comics. And what I think moment, what you were saying with green, the green lantern core of having that cosmic, um, you know, world being opened up, essentially the new gods is a world that we don't even know exists and we don't know how it even relates to the the earth. So I think, you know, I'm going to be seeing a movie that could go in a, a many different ways. And um, Ava DuVernay is the, as the director. I didn't see Wrinkle in Time. I, I heard it wasn't great. The show is trash. I'm sorry. Someone got to be honest. I love that book as a fucking kid, man. That movie's a goddamn travesty. It's fucking terrible. Fucking floating Oprah and shit. I'm glad I didn't watch it. What the motherfuck was that, bro? And then Captain Kirk is like her super dad that the black girl is willing to like face certain death and go across the universe to save. What the fuck was that, man? Um, the new gods, man, I don't know. I mean, Steppenwolf is a new god. And like that didn't fill me with a ton of fucking hope. No, I'm with I mean. I think it it, it could be it could be something the really potential. Cool. Yeah, the potential of it. I guess I am going to talk about the potential of it. <laughs> There's nothing else to talk about. I mean, these are pre-production movies that, like, you know, no, we don't really know that much about. Like, we have to go on potential. Kind of look is it that fucking uh, Ben Affleck done quit the fucking DCEU and his niggas done full circle went back to making Kevin Smith movies. <laughs> <laughs> 
Like fuck all this Hollywood shit, man. You, you remember? You remember Sad Affleck? I'm gonna go be fucking holding fucking McNeil before I be fucking Bruce Batman. Wayne again, yeah. man. Yeah. That's where the fuck we at. That's says everything in the world that I need to know about this shit. Hey, bro. What are you least looking forward to? Green Lantern Corps. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. If it's not John Stewart or Jessica Cruz, I'm just gonna be like so over it. They I like think waited too long. They waited way too long, and it's they keep going back to the same white dude character origin story. Look at me, life's so hard, and then I got superpowers. Aren't I so great? And I'm like, okay, but the best Green Lantern stories they don't want to tell, which uh, to me is, is my favorite characters: John Stewart, Jessica Cruz, um, who's the latest. And it puts people of color front and center because the stories that they have to tell, the, the struggles that they have to do, and in still overcoming all of that to choose to be heroic is is really powerful storytelling. I just don't know that I'm going to get that with a movie kind of couched in generality of Green Lantern Corps. Okay, great. I'm going to see the bulbous-headed aliens and some white people. I, I mean, and again, right, they're missing me by the stories they're not telling. There's a real opportunity here because you have carte blanche. Like, right now, if you're going to go back to the, like, make me a Blue Beetle movie. I love yeah. a Blue Beetle movie, man. That'd be fucking great. Like, you know, there's those kind of opportunities to go. Like, you know who would be building this universe? Uh, a Marvin, uh, uh, fuck, not Marvin. Marvin Mayhunter. Right, yeah, right. The fucking Marvin the Martian. Right, like blow up the earth. That would be super. Give me a story about your on, bro, and let me know what the fuck is popping with Mars. Like again, it helps to establish the cosmic threat of what's going on and the scope of all of this shit. And I will say too, with the Green Lantern Corps, like Hal Jordan's story is. Carol Danvers story. It's like the same exact right. story. Yeah. So we don't need facts. to see that again at all. Facts, facts. Yeah. Yo, so what about them alt people, bruh? What about uh, Sony and Fox? We have the New Mutants. <clears throat> we have Morbius with more Jared Leto and uh, Venom 2. So out of those three movies, clearly Morbius is not going to be an option for me. I've already spoke on Jared Leto. Venom is the worst movie <laughs> Worst comic book movie of the year. It, it was so bad. I, I thought so. I thought often, I need to take a break from this movie. I need to walk out of the movie. I need to walk around the theater real quick, get my collect my thoughts, and then go back into the theater. So I'm not at all excited for that. Whether Peter Parker, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is involved, I just I'm not interested. So that leaves me with New Mutants, which at this point is probably maybe not going to be released we don't i don't, I don't know what the, the current push that shit back it was supposed to come out at the same time as fucking <laughs> that last shit show of the x-men so sansa got her shit but aria ain't gonna get hers but <laughs> but you know i honestly don't think it could be worse than the dark phoenix no no way nothing could be i'm actually excited to see carnage it's somebody i've always wanted to see in a film so i'm willing to sit through venom again no, for me, it's New Mutants. I, and I know that's yes. probably a mistake, but I have been looking forward to this movie since they first announced, me too. announced it. It has Ileana Rasputin, Magic, who's one of my favorite comic book characters. It definitely has, um, God, just so much for me to look forward to. Daniel Moon. I'm like... But, of course, it's getting stalled, and it's been stalled. And I know by the time that it, if it gets released, because that is still a question, um, no matter what anybody tells us, that all of the heart might have been stripped from it. And 
I'm going to be really sad about that, but it's still a movie I'm looking forward to. Look, I uh I want to I want to just wrap up thoughts here. I feel like we really haven't talked directly to the to the listeners today. Any anything you you guys want to just kind of throw out there right now like parting parting words? Yeah, so I I have recently been put in a position that was um, really an interesting thing. You know, you talk about your social justice beliefs often, and you want to manifest the things that you believe. And one of the things that believe that matters the most to me is like being able to model the behavior of a person that has capability of forgiveness. Like that's some shit. Like has really challenged me because like there's nothing tougher than when people fucking hurt you, right? And then you try to be um, a person that needs more that needs more than just retribution, you know. And I know, young mo man, like if you fuck with me, bro, like it was on, on, on. And that nigga still lives and roars. But like, I feel like that's just such a lens that's so niche. Like that's something that I, it's very a rare thing that needs to happen. And so, like for me, just working with the ability to believe in rehabilitative justice, restorative justice, and not always needing to win conflicts especially to allow people the opportunity to grow into the people that you think that they can be. That's something that surprised me is my capacity to, to, to shoot for such a fucking thing. And so for all of y'all, I'm just saying the same shit, man. Think about the things that you really believe. And if you're not testing yourself against that morality, you don't know if you really believe it or if you're out there just saying it. Try to live the shit that you're saying. That's what you got from me. Uh, word. Um... I just rolling it back full circle. This world is very bleak that we live in. It's very exhausting, stressful. We're all filled with anxiety, having to contend with our own mental health issues, depression. Um, But that we can be heroes to ourselves and to other people. We don't have to always wait. And it can be... And it doesn't always have to be these big dramatic things. It can be listening to a friend. It can be being there for them in whatever capacity that they need. But Well said. Uh, my final thought is, you know, there's a lot of big media corporations and big media organizations. But at the end of the day, if you want to get some good art, support local art. Support your friends that are creating be a part of some art. Go to an open mic, buy a CD, go to a, you know, uh, a Comic-Con or, or whatever comic book festival that's in your area and support artists that are out here writing indie comic books that are indie, you know, uh, artists that are, you know, giving you different types of caricatures of, of, of comic book artists and whatever you're into, like whatever you are into in terms of entertainment, there is probably an indie or local scene around you that you can support. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got. We love y'all. You know, go comic books.